Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Squat Cobbler. This is episode 85. I apologize in advance. I, my audio is a little bit off. Records on my phone. I am the processing new undisclosed layer. So, I am Mike at Fish Page. So, uh, the audio went, Mike, just so you know, from really loud to a series of electronic beeps and such. So, this will this will be an interesting uh, an interesting show for us today. So, I would keep your comments as short as possible because I get like the first couple words and then it all goes to hell. <laughs> so. We've got this. <laughs> yeah, we're totally professional, totally working great. And hi, I'm Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. Nailing it as always. And make sure you guys go and subscribe. There you go. If the messed up audio didn't sell you, wait till you get into the meat of the show. Yeah, this sounds a lot better on vinyl anyway. <laughs> so tonight we're going to keep it pretty short, but we wanted to give you guys something. And there was something that came up this week, two things actually from our good friend Kelly Tool, but I wanted to ask him about and give an opportunity to speak about. The first, which I'm very jealous of, you got yourself a 3D printer, sir. But before we get into that, I just wanted to, if you're okay with it, make the announcement to all the squatties that you're officially starting a band, a Dwarves tribute band called the Gash Wagons. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, will, I will not even challenge that announcement. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm I'm in. <laughs> All right, Tool's tribute band, the Gash Wagons, led by Kelly Tool. Yeah. The best part about the garbled audio is my editing will <laughs> be limited. <laughs> he said something. <laughs> something, something. So tell us about this 3D printer, sir. So I will. Uh, spoiler alert: This will. So our good friend Mel is in Texas, underwater, with limited internet access still, and so we've not been able to do a nutrient support for some time. When we do, back in the recommendation format, I will likely be recommending this, but I'd be happy to talk about it some here on Squat Cobbler as well. So I got a Creality CR-10S 3D printer. Uh, they are manufactured by the fine country of China. It really comes down at a, a really pretty effective price point versus what you typically see for 3D printers. And the sad part about a 3D printer that I've learned is that I have fought learning the metric system my entire life, and I'm proud of that. However, uh, I'm, I'll have no choice because everything's in kilograms and centimeters and millimeters, and so I've got to become familiar. So the bed, for us normal folks, is a 12-inch by 12-inch bed. So that's kind of the width and depth I can and print it at, and the height goes up to around 16 inches. I mean, that's more than enough to print a gun. Um Sure. <laughs> That's not on my short list, but I, I assume so. It's definitely enough. But on the list is what you're saying. It, you can print a big-ass Millennium Falcon. So that's what I'm most excited about. Nice. Yeah, so I, uh, my arch nemesis on Twitter, Sean Schick, and another gentleman in town who does some of our voiceover work for Nurture and Support, Matt Shivers, two gentlemen in town that both have this model, and they had been posting things on Instagram what they were doing. So I just followed their lead and stayed with the brand and I'm very pleased with it. It, uh, I am a complete rookie and a noob. I've got some great uh, advice coming from Sean and Matt as I get going with a little bit of support and tons of tremendous YouTube content, a really strong Facebook group to support it. If you get started in it, it's a, I'm off and running and doing pretty well so far. Nice. So have you been interested in 3d printing for a long time? 
a very long time when they once they started to come out and they were made available uh, in a non-commercial setting i looked but and this was actually this came up on several nurture and supports where mel and i were going to almost start a gofundme to get a nurture and support 3d printer because at that point they were listing out at between three and seven thousand dollars for a for a 3d printer and uh, so i've been interested in for in several years so this became a really good good opportunity where it was you can print things fairly large. The quality is good with the Creality. There's a ton of stuff to learn. Very nice. Very nice. And when you guys get nurture and support up and running again, I'm excited to see that episode. I'm also hoping that you guys will have me back on an episode at some point because I may have a good recommendation of my own. It's not 3D printing guns, but it's pretty good. Okay. Well, <laughs> take a note of that and <laughs> consult with Mel. <laughs> So, so explain to the squaddies the things you have already printed and what's next. So, few number of prints so far. So, I started off with a very uh, simple. It was an ornament based on the Disney Paris, some logos from Disney Paris. So, it was kind of a, a flat, somewhat of a flat ornament, but uh, had some dimension to it, circular with a lot of kind of intricate designs. But I didn't want to do something really tall to begin with in case things went haywire. So, I did that. Came out great. I did a couple Darth Vader melted helmets from Force Awakens that came out really, really well. And I did a uh, an Iron Throne here most recently, and uh, it came out excellent. A couple of things I've learned so far is the material that you print. There's a lot of options on what you actually use to print with a 3D printer. PLA is one of the easiest to print with and the one that doesn't bring with it toxic fumes, which struck me as a good place to start. And a lot of folks do a lot of it there. So I printed it off in PLA uh, and then distressed it with some graphite and sealed it up. And it really came out looking really well. I'll include a photo of it in the blog post. Yeah, no, I, I saw the pictures of it. It looked incredible. Now, how long did something like that take to print? And what's the actual size of it? In inches, because this is America. That's right. So I would say in inches, it's approximately four inches tall by about two to two and a half inches wide. That was about a six hour print for that. Uh, I did a bowl here recently to not not the kind of bowl you'd be thinking, Mike. This is an actual bowl to place things in. <laughs> and I already see you already knew my follow-up question. I did, yes. Uh, I did a, a elevated plate with sides <laughs> that that could contain liquid. Uh, that that was only about like a three a three hour print. The Vader helmets each ran probably eight hours. And uh, the first thing, the ornament was probably around six hours. When I do my big Millennium Falcon, which will probably be, I'd say, 12 to 14 inches in length, uh, that's going to take a day. Now, I've never, I've seen 3D printers. I've seen 3D printed products like edged weapons and guns, but I've never used a 3D printer myself. So uh, explain the process to me. If I were to pick one of these up, like what? So when you say eight hours to print out the helmet, What's your part in that? Like, are, are you, how do you set it up? How do you work it during that time? Again, kind of a rookie, but I can give you the basic steps that, that I'm going through. It starts off, uh, you need a printer. So, okay, check. Got a 3D printer. Then you need a 3D model to start with, because this is the, it's going to be the basis for what you're printing. There's a tremendous site called Thingiverse that is full of thousands of 3D models that are all free. And so you go into there and you search on Star Wars, Avengers, Game of Thrones, utility things, whatever you want to do. And there's usually three or four models out there for you to choose from. You download it. That's all free. You then download some other software called Slicer software 
one of the most popular ones, recommendation of Sean and Matt both, was a product called Cura, C-U-R-A. And from Cura, you pull the 3D model into Cura, and you, you have updated Cura with all the information about your specific printer, its size, its print head, all the different things, the type of material you're printing with, and then the level of quality you want. And Cura slices the 3D model into sections. So in the 3D printer, you know, it starts from the, it, it's a, it's an additive process. So it starts putting down plastic at the base and starts to work its way up. And those are just basically a series of levels. And so you can slice it as narrowly or as wide as you want to, depending on the quality you want. So you get your 3D model for free from a place like Thingiverse. You get your slicer software for free, like Cura. You slice the model up and then you save something that's called G-code, which is basically the language that instructs the 3D printer on what it's going to do. Put it on an SD card, pop it into the control box for the Creality, heat it up, and let it rip. And then the first layer in 3D printing, the first layer is the most important layer because that's going to determine if your model sticks or not on on the plate. So I stick around when I start it off. I stick around for the first couple layers to make sure nothing's going horribly awry. And then... I'll come back and check on a, like a six hour print. I'll come back and check in the first 15 minutes and then maybe a couple hours later and do that when, and I, that's all I'm doing right now, but you can add a raspberry Pi and some software that's called Octopi and you can actually set up a web server. And so you can remotely hook a camera up to your printer. So it's basically, you can watch the whole print, check into it on a, on a regular basis. You can stop the print uh, remotely. Uh, with this combination of the, the Raspberry Pi and the, and the software. But as of right now, I just I set it, let it go, and then come back. And I've been fortunate. It'll come, but I haven't had a failed print yet, but it'll come. something. And I think the Millennium Falcon's a good front runner because that's going to end up being a very, very tall model. And as you get up clo- close to the top, if the, the uh, extruder, which kind of lays the plastic down, gets a little bit off and bumps the model, it has a chance to kind of tip tip it over or something like that. So, but that's that's basically the steps. And once I kind of got up and running, uh, it was really it's been pretty easy to kind of. Now it's just picking what I want to try and print. That's very interesting. So, if you don't mind my asking, what in terms of the material that you're printing with? Let's just say something like the Millennium Falcon that you're planning on doing next. How much in? So you said you can download the model for free. The programs are free. So how much of the material will the materials cost you to make it? like the actual plastic? Lots of varieties of the, the plastic out there. Uh, one really high quality PLA provider is a, a company called Hatchbox. And a roll, a one kilogram spool of Hatchbox filament is anywhere from 20 to $25. I'm still on my first Hatchbox spool. I'm probably not even a third of the way through it with everything I've printed. Even this Millennium Falcon that I'm looking to do, which will be a pretty good size model, it'd be about take about a tenth to, to maybe 20% of a full roll. So uh, it uh, so you can get actually quite a few prints out of a, a kilogram of the the filament. And I can't tell you how much a kilogram is in real measure, but <laughs> it's a roll. I think a lot of our our listeners are familiar with things that are weighed in grams. Yeah, so so they could be. So they they could maybe maybe they can help me out a little bit. The other very cool thing about Cura is that it tells you the length, how much filament you'll use in length, and how much uh, how much weight, uh, how many grams it'll be in terms of to print the model, so you can kind of see where you're needing to go. And then you can just very easily scale the model up or down in Cura to say you bring the model in at a certain size, and then you can say scale it up to 200% or down to 75%, and 
all works out really well. So you mentioned hooking Raspberry Pi up to it. Are you a Raspberry Pi user at all? Well, that has been a past recommendation of yours, and I've been very interested, but I have yet to jump on the Pi wagon. Uh, yeah, but I will be because I'm going to have to do it uh, to kind of get some of these extra added features. But everybody that I've talked to, not only for this use, but other things, have been big fans of it. So um, I'm, uh, I may be tapping uh, you on the shoulder for a little bit of advice on that. They are really great. I can't recommend it enough. They're, and it's they're so cheap that it's easy to pick up separate ones for different projects. And that'll be the case here because it'll be a dedicated Raspberry Pi for the 3D printer. In fact, um, so I'm in the process of moving and becoming less homeless, or not homeless at all, actually, now. So I just put my Raspberry Pi out of storage and realized that it's time for me to up one. It's just going to become something for emulators and things like that. The new one will take its place for the live coding. So, uh, Mike, if you haven't figured it out, Mike's new home is is a well. Uh, it's a well with very poor <laughs> Very poor Wi-Fi reception. So a little bit of that last answer broke out, but you're upgrading your Raspberry Pi. I heard the word emulator and getting a new one. <laughs> so I think you got the gist of it. Okay, that's good enough. <laughs> so you, you mentioned different print qualities. Why would you choose a lower print quality? Like what, what are the benefits of that? What's the drawback of a higher print quality? So the higher the print quality, the longer the print's going to take. Is So one of it's just a time a time aspect. I printed everything up until the plate with sides on it that holds liquid or bowl, I guess. The uh, printed all of that in draft mode, and that you, you can see some fine lines on where the each layer, you can see that a little bit. So depending on what you're doing, if you're doing something that you want, hey, I want to kind of create the set piece to put on a desk, and I want the surfaces to be incredibly smooth, You'd want to print it at a higher quality, but that's going to take a lot more time than printing it at a lower quality. So depending on what you're needing to print the thing for, you know, you vary, vary the quality. The more you want it to be really a professional looking piece, the higher quality you want to go with. You're just going to spend more time. And because now the layers get very, very thin, your chance of something going a little bit awry increases. So it's usually a safer print to do it at a lower resolution, like a draft mode. Uh, it's quicker. And so depending on what you're printing and what it's used for, you can kind of uh, pick from there. And then while PLA is what I'll likely be sticking with forever, there's another material that's called ABS. So PLA is actually based off of corn. Uh, it's, uh, it's a corn-based plastic, uh, and it's ultimately biodegradable. So it wouldn't be something you could print and put outside. If it's exposed to the elements, it's going to degrade. Where ABS is a much sturdier plastic. And so that's the type of thing if you're looking to, hey, I'm going to create this kind of thing to put on my fence for as a hook to hang something on, you're going to want to use ABS at least. And there's also ones you can get that have kind of carbon filament as part of them even stronger. The downside on ABS is it's a little more finicky to print with, and uh, it does have kind of a toxic fume. So you need to kind of create a, a ventilation process to make sure that you keep the room livable. Now, is this like the fun kind of toxic? Uh, this is, I think, the kind of you might die kind of toxic or go blind or have problems. So it's not the fun toxic, I don't, I don't believe. I'll, uh, as I do a couple ABS prints, I'll, I'll maybe test that out for you and let you know. Or if I don't let you know, then we know it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, so if I got a 3D printer and I'm using the potentially toxic plastic, where could I do that? So on my new property, there is like a small barn, sort of, and... Uh, uh, I was thinking maybe that could be the place, but you're saying don't inhale these fumes, right? 
they highly recommend good ventilation. Everything that I've read so far, if you're printing with ABS. So, so your little barn by your well would be a good idea. I think <laughs> the other project that I'll be working on shortly uh, will be, of course, nurture and support and squat cobbler related um, tchotchkes. So we'll uh, we'll have a we'll have something coming along that in a little a little bit as soon as I learn. Because another piece of free software you can get is called Tinkercad, which is CAT 3D CAD software. To, so that right now I just pull down models that somebody else has built. With Tinkercad, I can actually build a 3D model to then import into Cura to then print. So my next question, the obvious question, how hard is it going to be to make little figures of us? There's a lot of good software out there. Uh, I'm going to have to find the right software to do figures, but that's been tempting. Uh, if we go, If you go way back, folks, in the Squat Cobbler archives, you'll find some discussion of Squatimon at some point in time. Mike and I had wanted to make Pokemon characters based off of Snark Alex and whatever there. And very tempting to utilize this 3D printer to begin to bring those to life. Because I have to say, in the most narcissistic way possible, I am a garbage pail kid now. And for anybody who remembers the garbage pail kids, there, there's the gangsters, pimps, and killers garbage pail kids line that's coming out, which I make an appearance on as one of the killers, of course. And... I was looking at my Garbage Pail Kid card thinking I should be an action figure. And I think Kelly and I should be figures. There should be small figures of us. There's another 3D software package that's much more kind of sculpture-based to kind of do it, which seems to be the ticket to do it. But I've, I have a lot of learning to do to become familiar with it. I'm a Tinkercad's very much basic shapes, cylinders, squares, circles, pyramids, and you combine those on a regular basis, flip them so that they become an empty space versus a full space and all this different type of thing. And you can build pretty cool stuff with it. But if we're looking for a true sculpture, uh, I'll be on the market for free software that will allow me to do that. But yeah, that's on the short list is I want to get, I want to get after that as well. But I think probably to start off with, there'll at least be some, some logo work that I can do without too much difficulty on the 3d printer. That'd be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that and guns. Yeah. <laughs> good for good for you. I have I really couldn't tell you on Thingiverse cuz I haven't done any searches on firearms to see how many how many models there are out on that. It seems like a fairly wholesome place for me so far. So, uh, I don't know what the availability is there and I I'm, I'm going to probably leave that up to the squaddies to research cuz I just don't really want that in my search history anyway. So, just remember anybody Kelly search history, you will not find guns. This was an awesome time for the the uh, audio to <laughs> complete, completely out. So I'll have to figure out on the edit what to do there. But I don't know whether you'll hear this in the final version, folks, but Mike gave a fairly lengthy, what I feel problematic answer. And all of it was gone except the end of it about Kelly search history and guns. So, so I'll have to figure that's out. All you need. Yeah, that's... That's it. So this this one's going to be an adventure for folks to listen to. We did want to kind of make sure we had uh, we do like to make sure we get out something once a week. Schedules are a little tight uh, as Mike's getting kind of situated. He's got he's got to get the the Wi-Fi down all the way to the bottom of the well. So <laughs> for future squat cobblers, we'll be able to have a little better situation. Anything else for this week, sir? No, I think that's it. Everybody keep up with Kelly's social media so you can see what he's 3D printing and look out for the first Gash Wagon show. And the audio stayed on for that one. So, <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Uh, 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 uh,